This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. I seriously love BetterHelp so much. They're one of my favorite sponsors, and I will tell you why I love them so much. When I started this podcast, I was going through a really rough time. I'm talking drug relapse, drug addiction, drug abuse, relationship issues, anxiety, depression. I was going through one of the craziest moves of my life, so therapy really helped me get through a lot of that. And online therapy is, in my opinion, even better than going to a therapist's office because, let's face it, our lives have changed the last year or so, and I just feel like online therapy is the best way to go. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can start communicating with them in less than 48 hours. They really do match you with, with a therapist so quickly. It takes, in my case, less than 24 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. And there's a broad range of expertise available, which might not really be locally available in all areas. The service is available for clients worldwide, and it's super easy to access your account. You can log in, you can send a message to your counselor really at any time you want, and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, whatever you prefer. I like to do phone sessions sometimes because sometimes I like to, to go on a walk when I, go on, when I do my therapy sessions. It's really up to you. Traditional therapy can come with kind of a stressful energy attached to it. So I really love how BetterHelp is really controlled by the, the patient. If you want to connect with your therapist and communicate something with them, they have a journal feature, which I absolutely love. This journal feature has the option of sharing your journal entries with your therapist, but if you want to keep them totally uh, private and anonymous towards yourself, you don't have to share them with your therapist. But I really like this feature because for many of us, starting fresh with a new therapist gives us a lot of anxiety and it can trigger us. Um, so if you feel like that, you're not alone. I felt the same exact way because let's face it, a new therapist has to ask questions and try to get on the same page as where their client is. And sometimes rehashing our, our history of trauma and all the details can become kind of exhausting and a little bit annoying. So what I do when I start with a new therapist, like I did on BetterHelp, is I use the journal feature and I wrote kind of a lengthy email explaining to the therapist where what I've been through in the last few years, where I'm at right now, what I'm looking for in therapy, and what kind of therapy I've done, what kind of therapy I'm interested in, and what I'd like um, out of a therapist. So this is super important. If starting with a brand new therapist gives you panic or anxiety or stress, 
This is the most stress-free approach you could possibly do. I love how they matched me with someone with the experience and qualifications that I asked for. I personally asked for a therapist who had some experience with eating disorders, depression, and relationship trauma. Once BetterHelp matched me with my therapist, she messaged me right away and then I scheduled my first session with her for that week. The process is easy, effortless, and stress-free. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. So if you're going through a hard time right now, and let's face it, so many of us are, whether it's emotional turbulence, depression, anxiety, relationship issues, LGBTQ issues, whatever it is, body image, self-esteem, BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit betterhelp.com vibe. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, and join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Vibe within listeners, you get 10% off of your first month of online counseling at betterhelp.com slash vibe. That's betterhelp.com slash vibe. Betterhelp.com slash vibe. Go start online therapy. DM me on Instagram. Let me know how it's going. And I hope that you get the help, the support, and the healing that you deserve. Welcome to the Vibe Within Podcast. I'm your host, Gab Cohen. Each week, we will connect through stories and conversations about wellness, yoga, addictions, spirituality, mental health, rituals, and everything in between. The goal is to transform our traumas into strengths to create the change we desire in our lives. My mission is to help others by shining awareness on real-life topics so we can learn new ways to heal physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Whatever you are going through in this moment, you are not alone, so let's connect and heal our vibe within. All the months and miles in between us, and it's terrible. When someone asks you, how are you doing? I'm going to start saying I am terrible yet perfect because what I've realized is that this culture and society, especially in like the mental health realms, loves to be black and white thinking, which means I I talked a little bit about it in my last... um, intro, which is when people only talk about getting through obstacles and then it being in the past and, you know, depression or anxiety, like being in the past, it's something that they got through. But it's like, no, depression and anxiety ebb and flow through the fabric of our lives um, daily, weekly, monthly, yearly, depending on what fucking kind of shit's going down, what what kind of experiences, what kind of, you know, 
adversity, what kind of rock bottoms are happening, or what kind of magical blessings and synchronicities are happening. So, you know, I was listening to this band called Built to Spill over the weekend, and you might know the band. <laughs> They've been around for a while, but one of their older albums, uh, one of their songs is called Terrible Slash Perfect. And I was listening to this song by The Pool because now I need to actually schedule time to do things that make me feel good because my OCD and my depression and my anxiety and my exercise addiction or my gym addiction, it will take control of my life sometimes and then I'll be sitting here and I'm like, wait, I haven't, I haven't gone outside in a while. I haven't laid in the sun in a while. I haven't read in a while. So my little tangent is, is to say, sometimes you really have to schedule these sessions with yourself, like, like it's a therapy session, because if you know that you self-sabotage yourself and you know that you feel really, really good when you lay in the sun, but your mental illness or your ego or all these different self-sabotaging kind of beliefs or behaviors step in and kind of like run the show, it'll take you away from those activities and those you know, experiences that really light your soul up and make you feel good. So I'm sharing this because I literally had to schedule time to go to the pool to read and to be in the sun. So I did that over the weekend. And as I was saying, I was listening to this song called Terrible Slash Perfect. And it just really, it really solidified the energy that I had been feeling the last couple months several months, I would say probably since January, because I feel like simultaneously, personally, my life is going amazing, and it's, it's like stagnant and fucked up. Um, you know, for example, I'm living with family right now, I'm an adult, and I'm living with family, and as I know that there's nothing to be shameful about that for, because there's plenty of adults in the podcasting industry and who are successful entrepreneurs who actually live with their parents, especially because of COVID, you know. Um, I'm living here because I'm trying to figure out my next move. I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing with my life, where I want to live. I'm also really trying to heal my, you know, a lot of my autoimmune stuff and my health stuff. It's really hard to like to grind and to hustle and to, you know, support myself fully with an apartment and working full time and all the things that I, I was doing for, you know, most of my adult life. Um, it's hard to do that when you have chronic illness and, you know, I just started to start, I just started to start, yeah, that's, yeah, that makes sense. I just started taking, um, medication for my Hashimoto's and my thyroid and I've been advocating for myself a lot and I'm going to talk about advocating for ourselves um, in, in a little bit. I have tons of notes as usual but um, what I'm saying is you know our lives can simultaneously 
be going amazing and you are manifesting things and you feel like things are in motion and the things that you're that you're writing about and you're speaking about and you're dreaming about and you're trying to bring into your life um they could be cooking you know it it, it, it could feel like a slow a slow cook like a like a a crock pot you know it's like you you feel this this happening in your life you're manifesting something big but it could be it could also feel like you're in a stagnation process and I like to call those phases like in between the in between phases um, if you're familiar with Lacey Phillips manifestation work she calls it um, the magic dark so I, and I like her terminology a lot because it, it is, it's exactly that. It's magical, but it's also darkness. I feel like our lives can can have that duality to it. It doesn't have to be black or white. It doesn't have to be everything's going great or everything is going wrong. Um, I go to a lot of these eating disorder sub- support group meetings online, and I gotta say, the amount of people who come in there who are just so down in the fucking dumps, um, it really, really is eye-opening to me because I don't want to be that person that is always complaining and always negative and always focusing on the bad and always focusing on what's not working out. Um, And I think going to those support group meetings is a great way to kind of see that that perspective and shine light on the shadowy parts of myself that used to be way more prominent and there's nothing wrong with being a realist and you know talking about the things that are fucked up in our lives there's you know, there's there's a balance between being a realist and then giving up giving ourselves permission to lean into positivity and optimism. And I think optimism and positivity have been two of the anchors for me to snap myself out of those those moments of feeling like my life is super fucked up because in reality it's not. Um it could be way worse and I think when you can experience and you can see someone's true suffering like someone who's in a in a worse spot than you someone who is you know really has a is having a hard time health wise or family or you know there's gonna always be someone who has it worse than you and I think for me it's been a really big eye-opening aha experience for me because I although I do have a lot of health issues and trauma and all these things, it's nice to be reminded about how how good my life is in those moments where on the same, you know, the same breath that I'm speaking, oh, like I, I'm living at home, you know, it's kind of wrapped up with this shame and guilt and, you know, adult guilt, but at the same time, and in that same breath and in that same moment that I'm talking about that, I can also flip it and say, wow, I'm so lucky that I have a family who is letting me live here and I'm so lucky that I'm living at home so that I can heal the relationship with my mom and my stepdad. I'm so lucky that I can you know, live at home and focus on my health because I'm really having a hard time. 
And, you know, my health has been a focal point of my life since 2019. And, man, it's been a journey, to say the least, because in 2019, um, I was in a really rough spot. You know, I was fucked over by a real estate agent. My money was stolen. I had to put my shit in storage. You know, I had to move to Philly. I stayed with one of my quote unquote friends who then gaslit me, ghosted me. It was traumatizing. It was fucking traumatizing. I relapsed on drugs. And then I slowly but surely started to get my life back together, started teaching yoga, started being celibate and sober. Um, but it took that, it took that, that rock bottom again, hitting rock bottom again for the, I don't even know how many times I've hit rock bottom, but that time was the rock bottom that really, um, really gave me that perspective of, I do not want to sleep around anymore. I do not want to waste my time on drugs and drinking. I don't want to waste my time with men who are drug addicts and drug dealers and gaslight me. So it's, that's like a really good practice. So if you're feeling like, if you're feeling like you're in your life right now and you're like, man, things are so fucked up. Like, I wish things were different. Like guilt, shame, you know, resentment, um, feeling like you're not doing enough, feeling like you should be here. You should be there. You you should be, you know, at a different spot in your life. All those societal kind of you know, patterns and cycles and, and preferences that are ingrained into us. Um, the practice that's been helping me a lot is future is a uh, past and present journaling. So what I do is I will write down in my journal all of the things that are triggering me. Um, usually I'll just like, I'll, I'll designate one whole page to all the things that are triggering me, all the things that are making me feel like shit, all the things that I feel like should be different and, you know, the shame, the guilt, all the things in my life, all of the situations and the scenario and everything that's pissing me off and I'll just write one full page of all the things that are triggering me. And then on the next page, I will kind of write down um, some things that were going on last year or even the year before that Um, and it gives me context and it gives me that comparison and contrast to see how far I've come so for example you know I could sit here and say wow I'm living at home and I'm an adult and you know I can't take care of doing mundane things sometimes like taking care of my cats and blah 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 and then on the other side of the page I say okay, but I'm really focusing on recovering from my disordered eating and I'm focusing on healing my Hashimoto's and my hypothyroidism and I'm really, I've created, I've put a lot of work into like creating a support system and finding a therapist and finding a nutritionist and finding a a health coach and like doing all these things and I definitely wasn't doing all these things in 2019 or 2020. Um, like, so I, I like to, c- to, to compare and contrast. So you can go back two years, you can go back a year, whatever feels good for you. And when I go back to 2019, when that rock bottom happened and I start writing out like, okay, I was living with a quote unquote friend in Philly. 
I was doing cocaine every day. I was depressed. I was having panic attacks. He was gaslighting me and telling me that there was things wrong with me, that, you know, I was I was never happy or, you know, I've I always had some some issue and in reality, I was hitting rock bottom and I was living with someone who would be doing drugs from the moment he woke up to the moment he went to sleep and I had no idea it was going to be like that. I went from I went from having a career in Miami teaching yoga, Equinox and Exhale and having a huge yoga community to then, you know, having to put my stuff in storage, gave my cat to my mom uh, temporarily, then moved up to Philly just on a whim because I had no other choice. I couldn't, I was, I wasn't just going to be like couch surfing in Miami while teaching yoga. That's fucking crazy. And I did that for like a week. Um, so I, you know, I, I timeline hopped and I think there's a beautiful, magical thing when it when we talk about timeline hopping and just hopping into a new reality which is what I literally did and I think there's something to be said about when you know that the timeline that you just hopped into is incorrect or it was a mistake you know it was like a it was like a it was like a mess up yeah, it was definitely a mistake, and, you know, basically, I realized this once I was there, so I didn't know what I was getting myself into, and this is, this kind of practice of past and present journaling can be very triggering, so I just want to give that kind of trigger warning, but it can give you such a beautiful like lens on like how good your life is now because like would I want to go back in time and and relive that again hell no am I glad that it happened um kind of because me going to Philly and going through that experience even though it was very traumatic um living in Philly led me to becoming sober it led me to um, meditation and sobriety meetings there. It led me to the 12-step spiritual kind of realm of recovery and being sober, and it opened my, it opened my life up to that potential and that possibility. This episode is brought to you by Zenify Drinks. Zenify Drinks is a stress relief drink in a can and it is literally my favorite sober drink ever. It is a drink that improves focus and concentration, but it's also non-drowsy and it's fast acting, all natural, non-GMO, vegan, and it has things like GABA, L-theanine, and glycine in it. It also has vitamin C, niacin, vitamin B6, folic acid, vitamin B12, magnesium, and so this is like a really, it's a really easy kind of drink to put into your rituals, your, your bedtime rituals, or if you want to drink it during the day, that works too. It's really interesting how this drink works. I was talking to Adam over at Zenify and him and I were talking about how it kind of acts as whatever you want it to act as. If you want it to help you sleep, you can drink it before bed and 
kind of set that intention and it'll definitely help you go to sleep but if you want it for more of like what I'm using it for you know drinking it while I'm podcasting and feeling clear and focused and just in the zone it helps me with that too it just makes me feel relaxed it makes me feel less stressed so I really recommend trying Zenify drinks I personally like the zero sugar one Um, there's tons of antioxidants in it there's also the regular one which does have sugar but it's all natural Um, it's really amazing and I just feel like right now especially with where we're at in the world everybody is super stressed out and if there's a drink that I can implement into my ritual that will help me take a little bit of the edge off then I am so down for that Um, this drink is infused with L-theanine and GABA and it promotes serotonin and dopamine so if you struggle with anxiety or depression which i definitely do um, this could be a nice drink to implement into your life just to help you a little bit i'm not saying that this drink cures you know people of depression or anxiety but there is 350 milligrams of l-theanine and gaba and it's all natural so It's scientifically shown to reduce stress. Uh, So you can basically get Zenify stress relief drinks anywhere. Uh, You can get them at your grocery store. I'm pretty sure you can get them at CVS, Walgreens. They're out there, guys. What are you waiting for? And they're not that expensive either. Like you just go get a can, enjoy it, put it on ice. What I like to do is I like to get a nice big wine glass, fill it up with ice, pop it open, pour my Zenify in there and it feels like I'm drinking wine um, but it tastes better than wine to me it kind of tastes like a better version of Red Bull it just it, it tastes good it tastes really good and it relaxes me and it also helps me have vivid dreams so if you're the kind of person that doesn't have dreams or you want to have better dreams this might be a nice little little tool to put in your ritual your dream ritual um, do all the things, the journaling, the dream journaling, the Zenify, the CBD, or the, whatever you do, smoke your weed, whatever you do. I'm not here to judge, but I think that you should try Zenify Stress Relief because it's really fucking good and it's been helping me a lot. So you can follow them on Instagram, Zenify Drinks, and you can find them pretty much anywhere beverages are sold. All right, back to the episode. So, you know, as I look back in hindsight, you know, was that experience super fucked up? Did it cause trauma to to my nervous system? Yeah, it totally did. I mean, I relapsed on drugs. I was doing cocaine every single day for like a couple months. I was having panic attacks, but not really telling anyone. I was acting really weird and sketchy. This This guy I was living with, completely traumatized me and the reason why I'm talking about this is because I feel like a karmic cycle is like coming to an end not just in my scenario but like in the collective so if you look back to what was going on in 2019 and I've been doing a little bit of research in the astrological kind of like symbolism of where we're at right now and where we where we've been in the last couple years energetically 2019 was like a very 
very weird year. And I, I and I hear a lot of psychics and tarot card readers talk about it too. Um, and when you when you think back to 2019, like what was going on in your life? What was what were the themes? Um, what were like the common issues that kept coming up? You know, who who was in your life at that time? What was your life like? So, like I said before. Um, I got scammed by a real estate agent in 2019, then that made me move to Philly and I tried to get my money back for a very long time from this realtor and I wrote an article about it actually and I put it on um, Medium and Elephant Journal, so I'll put it, I'll link it in the show notes. But basically, long story short, I tried to get my money back for a very long time did it the right way, contacted the state, contacted the real estate agent board, tried to jump jump through hoops and email and call, and she stopped answering my phone calls, she stopped answering my texts, my emails, she just, you know, that's it, she just wasn't going to pay me back. A couple months ago, I was on Reddit, and I found a realtor's Reddit thread, and I posted my story and a bunch of realtors started to respond to that Reddit thread, and the Reddit thread went viral, and then it was deleted by by Reddit. But I I got all the information I needed. I got all these realtors started contacting me saying, "This is her license number. This is where. This is her broker. This is this. This is that. You can you can reach her here. You can you can get a hold of her by reaching her broker and telling them what happened." So I did. I did it. I called their broker um, who was, you know, under her or over her. And I told them what happened with this realtor. And I said, listen, you have someone under the name of so-and-so under your, your brokerage. And this is what she did to me and my old roommate. She kept our money. She kept more than $2,000. She hasn't given it back, blah, 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 the whole thing. So that is what you call karma in action and it took a lot of work it took a lot of effort it it was very stressful and honestly it's not even about the money it's about how she fucked my life over she fucked my life up like royally because if that didn't happen I would have gotten that apartment in Miami I would have continued living there and continued teaching there And then, you know, COVID would have hit whenever that was a year later and then, you know, whatever. But this woman really, really fucked my life up. So that was the pivotal moment where my life changed and I wanted revenge and I wanted justice. And I'm a Sagittarius. Like, don't fuck around with a fucking Sagittarius. Like, let me tell you, we will fuck your shit up, okay? Um... To all my Sagittariuses out there, if you've been through something like this, let me know because this shit is fucking insane. So I got a hold of the broker and her husband who own the brokerage. They they said, wow, we can't believe this. Um, they terminated the realtor. And then what do you know? The realtor texts me and calls me. And then all of a sudden she wants to pay me back because... 
Now she's in the system under all the realtors in Florida as she was terminated from this brokerage because of some kind of dispute. And now she's fucked, right? So long story short, she is paying me back and she's sending me a check in the mail. And that is what I like to call karmic cycles ending. So again, think about where you were in 2019 and what happened in 2019. Then journal about where you're at right now, the cycles, the patterns, who's coming up in your life, what's coming up in your life, the themes, the the emotional feelings, what are you working on, and you can kind of compare and contrast what's going on then and now. And again, this is a very intimate journaling practice for you to do by yourself, and it's a great way to realize how far you've come and to celebrate the small joys and the victories that you've put in the work for. Like, nobody else helped me with this. Everybody told me, oh, you know, just give up. She's not going to pay you back. Everybody I talked to said, you know, just just let it go. And I said, no, fuck no, because this woman seriously fucked over my life. And, you know, I was in my late 20s at the time and it was just not okay. So she ended up calling me. She ended up apologizing over the phone and she's sending me a check. So yeah, karmic cycles ending. Fucking don't let people walk all over you. The next thing I want to talk about is, okay, today I was in the sauna and I get, I usually get like downloads and epiphanies when I'm in the sauna because I'm breathing and I'm really connected to my body and I'm stretching and I'm moving energy around in my body and this thought came, came into my head and it dropped down into my head basically saying how, how our lives are like curated by this algorithm that's on social media and Instagram and Facebook like you could be talking to someone about something and then all of a sudden it's popping up into your Instagram feed or ads Um, it's like our phones are listening to us our phones are reading everything we're writing it's picking up everything that we're saying and you know conversing about it can it can tell what kind of podcasts we're listening to what kind of articles we're reading Pinterest is like the perfect example. Like when you go on Pinterest, you like certain things, you click on certain things, and then all of a sudden you're just seeing all the same thing come up on your Pinterest. So what came to my mind is that just as our lives are constructed through this digital algorithm online, our manifestations work on a soul rhythm. So What we think, what we speak, write, express, and communicate outwardly, those are the tools and the messages that activates our soul's algorithm, aka this manifestation, you know, big realm that we're in. Manifestation is such a buzzword. Um, Back in 2019, I actually came up with a, I released a podcast episode where I read my, um, my article all about manifestation and I kind of dissect the buzzword of manifestation. So you can, if you're interested in that, you can go check that out. It was probably like in, in the thirties episode in the thirties. Um, 
And this is so true. So our soul rhythm is working on a soul level. So when we write down things that we want in our journal, when we talk about them with people, when we write them down on our vision boards, when we write down mantras, when we when we speak and we pray and we we talk to our friends and family about things we're working on or you know, we we email people, we we reach out to people, we whatever it is, um you're you're literally shaping your algorithm for your soul and then your soul and your spirit guides kind of work to make that stuff happen and that's when synchronicities will come through and that's when you'll be getting you know emails from people that you were hoping to get you'll be getting sponsorships or you're you're getting gigs or you're getting um, opportunities to different work opportunities to travel or, you know, different projects. So an example of this is, um, you know, I've been talking a lot about how I'm sexually healing, um, you know, sexual trauma and integrating and sexual integration and finding ways to do that. So I've been talking about it on my podcast. I've been journaling about it. I've been talking to my therapist about it. So it's out there in the ethers, right? It's outside of my body. It's in my computer. It's in my journal. It's in the air. It's, it's, it's out there for my spirit guides to hear and to, to, to see me talk about it, you know? So basically, um, and I didn't really, I didn't make this intention. I, I wasn't manifesting this, but it just came into my life. So all of a sudden, I get an email from a, a sex toy company saying that they would like to send me a sex toy and um, be a sponsor of the podcast. And they're a an Australian company, and you know they're not paying me that much, but I said yes. Because to me, that is spirit, that soul saying, here you go, here's a physical manifestation tool that we are putting into your life because you've been yapping about how much you want to heal your sexual trauma and integrate back into sexual experiences and blah, blah, blah. Well, the first step for that is creating an intimate kind of practice with yourself and with your body. And I've never had a sex toy. I've never used one, I don't think. I've never had my own sex toy. Um, The only time I've ever used a sex toy is when I had a one-night stand with this guy from Hinge in Philly. And this was like one of the last times I've had sex in 2019. Summer in 2019. So it's been almost two years. So I hooked up with this guy. I mean, we were super drunk and it was, you know, just one of those kind of hookups. So we had a really good kind of chemistry and a good kind of connection and like it didn't feel awkward. It felt like whatever. I mean, sometimes drinking will do that. It will give you this like comfort level um, because there's no way in hell I would have done that sober. Um, Now that I'm looking back, like there's no way I would have even it, it turned in, it was one of those dates where it's like, okay, let's meet at a coffee shop. So we met at a coffee shop. It turned into like a, an eight hour date and then, you know, fast forward to we're hooking up. But he had one of those sex toys that vibrates and it connects to your phone and he was like controlling it with the phone and it was, you know, it was fun, I guess. I didn't, I didn't, you know, come because I was so drunk, but um, it was interesting to 
experience that with someone who I barely knew. It was it was a really cool experience. So that's the only time I've used a sex toy, um, especially like with partners. I've never really done that before. Um, so I said yes to this this sex toy company, and I was like, wow, like that that happened like almost instantly. It's like I'm talking to my therapist about this. I'm journaling. I'm talking to you guys about it, and all of a sudden it comes through. That is the soul rhythm. That is the algorithm of the soul. Um, because spirit and soul is constantly working to help us reach our potential and help us find ways to to do the things we want to do, to heal the things we want to heal, to integrate, you know, the things that we need to, to integrate. Um, so yeah, there's that. Um, something else I've realized recently with the sexual healing um, and integration Um, I mean, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts about kinks and, you know, fetishes and healing sexual trauma. One of them is shameless sex. The other one is horrible decisions. Those are both really good podcasts. Um, also girls got to eat. That's a good one too. But what I've realized is that since I have so much sexual trauma and like so many different variations of it. I have small t sexual trauma and I have big t sexual trauma. And what that means is, you know, my big t sexual trauma is I was raped by two people when I was in art school. My small t sexual trauma is, you know, the sexual experience that I had with that drug dealer, druggy dude when I was living in Philly. Um, it wasn't a terrifying traumatic sexual experience but it was traumatic in the sense of it was it was a very very weird energy it was not enjoyable and he made me feel like shit afterwards and he made me feel um just like trash after it and I felt like trash about myself so those are the differences between small T and big T sexual traumas, and, and they're all valid. You can have a ton of small T traumas, and they just have all added up, and they've just drained you and debilitated you, and you can have a combination of both, or you can have just one big big T sexual trauma that has, you know, eaten at you, and it's all valid. So... What I've realized is that in order for me to heal my sexual trauma of all variations, I have this kink where I feel like I, and I was talking to my therapist about this yesterday, so, and it was really funny because she's, she, her and I laugh a lot about, about the stuff that I talk about. So basically, I want to find a partner, preferably a man, um, to have sex with because it's been so long and because I've been celibate for two years now it's like I needed to I need to just get the ball rolling you know I can't just like sit here and like wait forever for that perfect person because that's not gonna happen and quite frankly I don't want that to be the next person I have sex with I want to have sex with someone who I like don't really care about at all and that's where the kink comes in so and I've been doing a lot of research and a lot of listening to podcasts about this and this is how I can I can heal my sexual trauma this is my plan at least I'm gonna find someone who I'm comfortable enough to have sex with 
who and and for me I can't just like have sex with anyone like it doesn't matter how hot you are it doesn't matter how like sexy you are or whatever if there's no emotional connection there then I I just can't bring myself to doing it um however there are people at the gym that I'm sexually attracted to who I don't know at all but if I were to if I were to speak to them I'm sure I'm sure that either there would be an emotional connection or if there's not then I would just be like oh fuck it like I'm not interested I'm not I'm not attracted to you anymore because there's so many things that that play that play into emotional attraction and connection anyways the way that I feel like I'm going to heal my sexual trauma is finding that person that I'm comfortable enough to have sex with having sex with them and it being my idea and me telling them listen, I want to have sex with you, I'm healing sexual trauma, and I have a kink, and this is my kink. I want to have sex with you, but after we're done, I'm telling you to get the fuck out and leave. And then don't talk to me. And that's the kink. And that kink is basically a rewriting of the story of the sexual trauma. Instead of me being the one who's throwing myself at them, and then being thrown away and being ghosted or being tossed away after we have sex or, or, you know, them not talking to me after we have sex because this has happened several times. The roles have to be reversed in order for me to rewrite the story. So in order for me to rewrite my sexual traumatic experiences and stories, it's up to me to rewrite it and it's up to me to be in control and, and it's up to me to be the dominant So I'm going to dom them and say, okay, I want to have sex with you, but afterwards I'm going to tell you to leave and I don't want you to talk to me after that. And I'm okay with that because I am in no way, shape, or form wanting to date. I don't want a serious relationship. I don't want a serious fling. I don't want any of that. I literally am on a mission to just heal my sexual wounds and in order to heal sexual wounds, I think there comes a time where sexual activities and sexual experiences need to be used to heal the toxic sexual experiences, you know? So this this time, this period of my life that I've been celibate and and abstaining from sex has served its purpose and it has helped me cleanse and heal and focus on myself and focus on my health and, you know, release those toxic cords of those toxic sexual partners of my past. Um, You know, in particular, for, for people in particular, my ex that I talked about um, on the episode titled Just Waiting for Your Pete Davidson, the druggy dude from Philly, and then the the third one is the guy that I hooked up with, the last guy that I hooked up with in Philly in the summer um, in 2019. We were friends, we hooked up, and then he basically ghosted me after that, and he it got super weird. And that just made me feel like shit. And it's like, you know what? I didn't have to have sex with you, but I had sex with him because we had a few drinks, we were flirting, I told him that, you know, I kind of caught feelings for him and he told me like, oh wow, like I've kind of 
felt the same way and then that night we have sex and then all of a sudden you're gonna act weird and act like nothing happened or you know ghost me and it's just I never signed up for that so and that that definitely traumatized me and that that situation was the last straw that made me really go celibate and not give a fuck like I'm not missing out on anything because mediocre dick is not is not anything to get upset about so I feel like the the celibacy period of my life has really helped me kind of recalibrate myself and to come back to what truly matters and now the soul rhythm that I was just talking about is giving me the signs and the symbols and the messages to sexual integration which means first the first step and the first tool is um the process of creating a safe sexual kind of chemistry with my own body with my own self because I wasn't masturbating either during the celibacy I just didn't want anything to do with it I didn't want anything to do with pleasure or you know, any of that shit. I just wanted to cleanse. I just wanted to be one with spirit. I just wanted to be um, a clear channel. And I'm glad that I did it because I really tapped into tarot and becoming a tarot reader and these energy healing sessions that I've had with clients. And I wouldn't have been able to do that if I was preoccupied with dating and sex and just all that fucking extra noise because that's what it is at the end of the day. It's just noise and I don't need it. So I am going on a trip in about 10 days. And, you know, when I'm recording this, yeah, 10 days. Um, And mm, the goal of me going on this trip is to, one, tap into little small minuscule ways to heal my sexual trauma, to integrate into social settings, to just get the ball rolling. And um, like my kink that I was just talking about, um, this this kink of, okay, I'm in control. I'm going to tell the guy I want to have sex with them. And then when we're done, I tell them to leave and don't talk to me. To be honest, isn't that every guy's dream? I mean, let's be fucking real here. Who would have known that the exact thing that guys want from a woman, from a girl, is basically that scenario, right? All the sexual trauma, all the the sexual experiences that wounded me and scarred me have put me in this place of really just looking at men as trash. And I know that not all men are trash, but it's kind of given me this, this empowered feeling of, you know what, I don't need the emotional connection. I don't need to date. I don't need to be in a relationship. What I need is I need the roles to be reversed. So I don't know what guy would say no to that unless you're like some like, you know, pussy that just doesn't want to hurt my feelings, which nothing wrong with that, but I need... 
I don't want that right now. I don't want to have sex with someone who is like the perfect guy and just so emotionally in touch because that's what I wanted for so many years and I kept failing at getting that and now I need to step into like my dom kink power in order to erase all of the fuck shit that all these fuck boys have done to me. And I know it sounds it, it sounds paradoxical paradoxical is that a, how, how do you say that word paradox paradoxical um it sounds like a paradox that okay gab so you were traumatized from all these guys who who you fucked and then they ghosted you or they you know basically weren't there for you emotionally and that's all you wanted and now you think that you're going to heal your sexual trauma by becoming that by becoming that guy and being kind of like the dom guy yeah that's my kink and that's what's going to heal my sexual trauma (laughs) and um so that's what me and my therapist were were laughing about because it's like well what guy wouldn't want that you know it's just like and I know that I have to be careful I know that COVID is still a thing and I'm I'm not saying that I'm just gonna go and hoe it out like I'm not in any way shape or form saying that I'm just saying that when I do meet someone who fits the the mold of okay I could fuck him you know he's he's good looking we have kind of an emotional emotional connection he's not like super annoying he has like a cool voice he's he's not like you know there's there's no ick like the ick you know so basically I just need to find someone that doesn't give me the ick so that I can live my sexual healing kink through them and rewrite the story. So, yeah. Solo travel is something that I um I definitely feel like my soul needs solo travel because I am a Sagittarius and when I start getting stuck and trapped in the mundane rituals and even if they're healthy habits, our healthy habits can start to become like a prison. Um, and I don't really have any friends here where I'm at in Florida right now because I'm I'm like four hours away from Miami, so not a lot of people that I know live here. Like no one that I know actually lives here except for like my one friend Christy and Matt. Um, and so that's why I go to the gym every day and that's why I am submerging myself around masculines that are in the gym and I have you know gotten to experience little integration moments here and there you know saying hello to the same guy fist pumping the same guy hey what's up dude hey how you doing um you know and and I kind of am using the gym as this portal to integrate back into a masculine energy and feel safe because everyone at the gym I mean at, at least at my gym everybody's super cool everybody's super respectful it's like good vibes there's old people there's young people there's fat people there's skinny people nobody gives a fuck um everybody is super like courteous and kind and I've never experienced this before I mean I've I've taught yoga at gyms I've taught yoga I've been in gyms a lot, but this is the first time in my life that I'm actually using like the weights and weightlifting because I am reverse dieting, or at least I'm trying to, and I'm stopping all the cardio and I'm just doing weights. So it's really nice to like force myself to be around masculine energy and 
feel safe and feel you know okay and confident around around masculine people whether they're men or women um so my soul is starting to get antsy and I just wrote a post about this on my Instagram and so many people were like oh my god I'm feeling this too and it's like this this divine like demand to start integrating and start getting into social interactions and getting out of the stagnation that we're in um because you know things are lifting now with covid and restrictions restrictions are lifting and things are opening and yes it's good to be careful it's good to be conscious but it's time to for me at least i have to pluck myself out of my out of my physical experience out of my physical reality in order to um like a timeline hop into a new experience because I can't create a new experience out of thin air where I'm at right now because I do the same things. I go to the gym, I come home, I have therapy, I do the podcast, I email, I, you know, I work with my therapist and blah, blah, blah. I have my cats, I go for a walk. That's my life. And for a while, I was fine with that. Since January, I've been fine with that. January, February, March. That's three months. I feel like the number three is definitely the number of creation, of, of movement, of also stagnation. Uh, in the tarot, the, the number three can, can amplify kind of like uh, an in-between phase, a waiting phase, a stagnant phase, a also it could be like a magic dark, you know, that magical darkness of manifesting and and feeling like big things are happening like I was saying before in the beginning of the episode but you also feel like you're just kind of stuck or you're trapped and for me my healthy habits like going to the gym and making smoothies and juicing and going to therapy and you know all the things it can become kind of a prison because it's like there's nothing else to do there's no one else to talk to there's no one new I'm meeting there's no new places I'm going um so three months that's when I start to get antsy and um I'm really excited to be going to Tulum again because Tulum holds a very special place in my heart and flights are fucking cheap you guys like it doesn't take a lot of money to go to Tulum (laughs) especially if you live in Florida if you live in like on the east coast flights are very cheap um and then airbnbs are cheap you can get you can get an airbnb for two weeks and like a nice airbnb and you can spend like 800 bucks a thousand bucks for two weeks um there's also hotels and hostels and you don't have to be loaded um every time i've gone to to tulum and mexico i've always been thrifty and frugal with my money and you can live really well there because the food is so cheap and like everything is just so good so and this podcast was actually born through a Temescal sweat lodge ceremony that I did in Tulum in uh, 2018 December 2018 and that's when the podcast was born because after the those two those first two Temescal sweat lodge ceremonies my shaman out there told me your throat chakra needs to crack open you need to come to 
another Temescal sweat lodge ceremony tomorrow night. You, you have to come because I, when I talked to him after that first Temescal sweat lodge ceremony, I opened my mouth and it sounded like this. I like, I was, I was talking to him and it was like, it was, nothing was coming out. I felt like a mouse and like my throat was like completely shut and I could barely breathe. But I felt amazing after that Temescal sweat lodge, but he was like, you need to come tomorrow because you have a lot, you have a lot to let go of. So I did, I went, that was fucking insane. I mean, I had one of the most, (sighs) I had... I had a a psychedelic experience without the psychedelics and I don't think I ever need to take psychedelics again because of how many crazy situations and experiences I've had on psychedelics. I think my mind can just go there naturally. I also think that I'm very, very sensitive now that I don't drink, I don't do drugs, I'm eating very, very clean. It's almost like how they tell you to prepare your body for ayahuasca. They tell you to not drink caffeine and don't don't eat sugar and don't eat salt and don't do this and don't do that. Well, that's like how my life is permanently. Um, at that time though, I was drinking a little bit here and there and I was, you know, I just started to dabble in the sobriety stuff. But now, you know, I am a clean fucking slate. I'm, I've been celibate, I'm, I eat, very orthorexic and I'm not proud of it but I just that's just how I am right now and I'm working on it um the reason why I eat so clean is because of my Hashimoto's and my autoimmune stuff because I don't feel like having my body react to things so I just don't eat certain things and I am working on that but (sighs) Tulum has a very special place in my heart if you have the opportunity to to go there you should um and the reason why I'm going is because in order for me to integrate all of the lessons, all of the teachings, all the things that I'm working on and learning about, you know, in therapy, in support groups, through this podcast, through talking to you guys on Instagram, through all the healing sessions and tarot sessions I've done with you guys, um, it, there comes a time where I have to literally take myself out of this current environment put myself in another environment and see what happens because integration and healing is gonna have plateaus and ruts and stagnation if you just keep living the same routine over and over again nothing's changing and in order to integrate and heal the feminine you know feminine wound from friendships that's why I'm going and I'm spent I'm going to spend time with my friend Alyssa who has been on the podcast. She is uh, an astrologer and she does astro astro cartography where it's your Venus lines and your your astro lines in in the world and basically you can travel to these different cities and places that come up in your chart and you can integrate when you're in those places and that's what she's doing and that's what I'm doing and I want to heal the feminine wounds that have happened to me in the last several years um you know I would say 21 21 to 30 
I've had a lot of really fucked up female friendship wounds happen. Um, a lot, you know, right after college, in college, actually, right after college, all through my time living in LA, there was just a lot of weird roommate situations, a lot of cattiness, a lot of female friendships that turned against me. And I'm not perfect. I know that I had, I had my place to, to, to fuck up those things too, but um, it's time for me to trust again. It's time for me to heal the, the feminine wounds. Um, it's time to reshape my identity. And that's something that my, my eating disorder therapist has talked to me a lot about is reshaping my identity and deciding and redefining who the fuck I want to be, you know, because if you're living at home or you're living in a situation with roommates or with friends or whatever who kind of make you feel like you have to act a certain way or they make you feel like you have to fit a certain role or they bring the worst out of you or you are angry or bitter or you're repressed around them or you don't speak your truth, you're not expressing yourself around them, that can really dampen your identity and it's gotten to the point where my therapist was like, okay, well, who do you want to be and how do you want to feel? Because if you're not feeling it, you know, in this reality that I'm in, living at home these past three months, it's it's been amazing, but it's also been hard. By going on a solo trip, it doesn't have to be something crazy or lavish or anything. You could literally spend $20 and go get a crappy motel room by yourself, get some food, watch a movie, use their amenities if there are any, you know, go for a walk, have a glass of wine in your hotel room, get a good night's sleep, and that could be that could be the complete portal of energy shift that you need and that can activate something different within you because you're literally transforming you're 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 leaving your current environment that's making you feel stagnant that's making you feel stuck that's making you feel like you're you're just kind of trapped you know in in the same kind of loop this loop over and over again the same shit you're doing the same shit every day right well, I definitely feel like I've been in that loop, so you're not alone, but it, it requires, you know, such, especially if you're the kind of person who thrives on travel and different experiences and submerging yourself into a new culture, COVID has kind of stripped that away from everybody, so right now it's like, just just do whatever you can, any any little way that you can, whether that's driving 20 minutes to the next town over and getting a crappy hotel room, you know, um, whatever, you know, it could just mean, hey, hitting up your friend who lives an hour away, hey, can I come sleep over for a night? Literally, like, it, it, it doesn't have to be anything crazy, but that can actually just really activate your soul in this new way. So, you know, submerging yourself into an atmosphere and an environment that gives you this permission and this validation to express yourself in your true authentic code. And true authentic code is something that me and Alyssa are going to dive deep into a podcast episode together. And I'm really excited about that because she's all about the authentic code and you know, connecting to your inner goddess, and she talks about connecting to your Venus line, and 
you know, really connecting with your feminine, connecting with your inner trust, connecting with being able to just express yourself and communicate with people in a clear, open channel way and let go of the hurt, let go of the trauma, let go of the toxic endings of friendships that have happened because we're stepping into a new frequency and our soul rhythm is asking us to shape what we want, what we want to feel, what we want to experience. Um, and, and the way that that happens is by literally curating your algorithm, by communicating what you want, what you need, how you want to feel, you know, what you want to let go of, what you want to heal from, what you want to integrate through, relationships that you need to let go of, um, like claiming it, like claiming it to your soul, being like, I want this, I want this, I want that, I want to feel this way, I want to let go of this, I want to release this person, I want to cut these cords. So it really requires sometimes a physical liberation, a physical change, a change to your environment, you know, hit up a friend, hit up a family member, go somewhere else, you know, even if it's just like you're going to the beach for five hours and you go to a different part of the beach or you you look up some kind of Groupon or some kind of um, Yelp review or some kind of trail or hike or something and like make a make a day out of it you know bring snacks bring a journal bring your canister with your elixir in it bring your your jbl speaker bring your nice headphones bring a coloring book listen to podcasts you know put together a big backpack full of your fucking magical shit that's gonna transport you to this portal of of new energy and go and just go do it and go make a day out of it, you know? Especially, like, it reminds me of, like, when I when I moved to Philly um, and I was, like, I, I didn't really know anything about Philly at the time, so I, I did that. I packed a backpack. I took an Uber to Center City. I walked around and I just fucking made a day out of it, you know? Changing up the scenery, changing up the routine, and, like... Something else that's been helping me too is getting a big poster board paper and each month writing down the goals and the mantras that I'm focusing on and like just hanging it up in my room and having some goals on there, like having some body goals, physical goals, spiritual goals, emotional goals, and like things that I want to release, things I want to integrate, and like everything that I was just saying. So having that in front of you and and doing that is a really good practice too. So so I'm just going to read to you a little kind of poem that I wrote about um, getting out of the stagnation. Um, So here we go. It's time to dance. It's time to rest. It's time to meet new people. It's time to trust and it's time to have deep conversations. It's time to surrender. It's time to get outside of your comfort zone. Because comfort blankets of routines and schedules can make us feel safe, but in reality, we aren't really challenging our inner work. 
and we aren't really integrating once we become so trapped in the same loop over and over again. In order to integrate, we must be willing to make a change and challenge ourselves. So I hope that helped. I hope this episode spoke to you and made you feel good and you are able to get out of the stagnation. You are able to create a new energy. You are able to connect to your soul rhythm and you are able to reshape your identity and you are allowed to feel terrible and perfect at the same time. Someone that I've never seen And she's perfect